I ain't never been the loudest in the room The higher the volume, the more imminent the doom Don't play yourself, kid, play the system The US government, the largest walking contradiction Listen, if you wanna see impossible, then look at me My DNA is cut exquisitely from the best of sheets If I'm lying, I'm flying, and I'm ten toes solid On the same soil that my grandfathers was walking Know your history Welcome, friend, to Quantum Theory a podcast solely focused on amplifying black and indigenous voices. And that's facts. And that's true. And that's facts. Let's go get them. What up, what up, what up, what up? What is hey. happening? Aisnin Hayatom Lahain, right? Uh, Ooh, happy International Women's Day. Gang, gang. Uh, well, I guess yesterday, Watisk Hiwis, or Hiwaka, Hiwaka, Hiwaka. Uh, it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. However... Still celebration, uh, and here oh, in the we present, we going all so. month. You know exactly. <laughs> 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 yep. Uh, okay, so then Aitznin Hayatom. Uh, he he some tooks right the month. I think he some tooks. Uh, anyways, yes, happy happy. Uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm so. Gosh, I feel so behind. Like. Everybody always posts happy. Like I, the posts yesterday were on point. Like everybody was posting yeah. their family. Like these are all the women I'm grateful for. And I'm like, whoa, I was not expecting this. Then I felt less than because I'm like, girl, you need a post too. <laughs> then I was like, well, I don't even don't I don't even think I have pictures. I'm like, that sounds like a whole project. But you know, <laughs> if I didn't make a post about that's the other thing. Hopefully, no, my dad gets offended. Like, you don't ever post me, you post everything else. Oh I'm no. Like, right. <laughs> so it's like, if anyone out there, please don't get offended if I don't post you. I love right. you very, very much. I'm just not not savvy at it. So I post like <laughs> once a month. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man. This but weekend yes. I I posted like a random thing and my cousin was like, it was like late at night too. It was like a, at midnight on a Friday night or whatever. And she's like, did you do that last night? And I was like, oh no, that was an old video. I just like randomly felt like posting at midnight. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and it wasn't even anything that had to do with anything at all. It was just like, oh, I guess I have a whim here. Y'all can have this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not a good poster either. See, I wish I had a collection of just unposted things and amazing things, but I always, that's one thing I don't keep up with very well. I really like just being present. So like whenever mm-hmm. you're like around me, usually, unless it's like work, you know, my work phone or something, but I try not to do that when I'm around people in the first place, but usually like my phone's turned over because I don't want to be distracted. But like 95% of the time, like my phone's in my bag. Mm-hmm. So like if whatever I'm doing, I like to just be all in and like I legitimately like, oh, I want to feel this feeling of just being in this moment and, you know, recognizing my happiness, recognizing my joy, how I felt in that moment, which all sounds very dramatic. But realistically, like that's how I think. So that's why I hardly ever really have pictures because I'm like, I just want to like be in this moment with these people. So if I remember, I'll like grab a, you know, take a, take a pick. And then sometimes I'll just take a pick at random. Like just so if I, when I look at the picture, I can look back on it and be like, oh, I remember this moment. So like, I remember going grocery shopping with my grandma a couple of weeks ago okay. and like, that's her thing. Like she likes going to the grocery store and like, or she wants to get her steps in. She'll go to the grocery store. Sometimes she sees her little friends there. Like, Come on. And so when I went grocery shopping with her, I literally just took a picture of her shopping, but like 
that was a photo in the moment for me to where at least I can personally look back and remember that remote, remember that moment, remember her favorite store, everything. You know what I mean? That's kind of how I am. I, unless other people are taking pictures like, Oh, Hey, let's get a picture. Then I'll be like, Oh, just tag me in it or send me that picture or Uh here, take my phone and take a picture too. But I'm not good at it. So I apologize to everybody now, the past and in advance. (laughs) I don't get a picture. (laughs) Just know that I love you anyway. Oh Uh, man. Well, I did see some amazing pictures uh, on people's stories uh, from this past weekend and the amazing celebration uh, for the uh, yes. Lapway Whip Whip, Lapway Wildcats and uh, bringing beep, home beep, another beep. Uh, state championship. Heck yeah. Brings them up to 12 now. Uh, pretty awesome. Dang. Both both the uh, boys and girls teams in it. Um, yeah, well, they both won. Are they both at 12, though? Is that the same number? Oh, I don't know the number. I remember. Uh, I believe so. Uh, if I'm incorrect, go ahead and uh, <laughs> send a, send a message. Let me know. Uh, I would however, not be yeah. surprised. <laughs> yeah. No, it was an awesome game. Like, so I went down with my mom That's and my right. sister. Uh-huh. Yeah. And my mom wanted to watch and she's like, I haven't watched a boys game all, um, all year. And she was uh-huh. like, well, let's go to the district game. We ended up not ended up not going because we were doing something else. Like the time just like went by really fast and we're like, we're not going to make it. And so I was like, well, let's just go to state. And so she's like, okay. So we went to state and it was a good game. Like the team really does just work together and yeah, they just did a great job. It was well-deserved. So overall it was, it was cool. And then just to see like all of Lapway, of course, um, just coming together and cheering. It was, it was the mm. vibes, the usual vibes, you know, right. of, of, of the wildcat pride. I get chills. Like I literally have chills right now thinking about like how upset other teams get when it's like the <laughs> probably all the war hoops and like, you know, they're just like, Oh my gosh, you know, like yep. <laughs> getting stomped on. And then just like a bunch of rowdy natives just like, Oh, Oh, Yes, I love it. (laughs) It's like they were hooping at the end. Yeah. (laughs) And everyone like looks around. Chloe was like looking at so someone was war hooping. I think it was her classmate. Uh And she was watching like they she just turned her head and she noticed that like this white boy got white boy got really scared and like jumped (laughs) once. And I was like, I love it. I love it. It's my favorite. Even being at City Indian, like uh, like uh, it was like three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I went to my cousin's drill competition, like a military drill, like dance team. Uh, mm-hmm. and she's a junior on her dance team here in Spokane. Anyways, at the end of the dance competition, all the teams from around the area they come and they do this thing called a drill down. Uh, so they all like stand in in like lines, uh, and then they get commands and they have to do them in time. And if you miss one of the commands or you do a command wrong, then you sit down, right? And it's mm. last person standing is the champion. And mm. it happened to be that my cousin is a boss at a drill down. Uh, and she she actually won the one that I was at. Uh, really? So I got to witness it, which was one really exciting. And then it's funny because I went to another competition this past weekend where I saw her and then another one of my nieces on my dad's side. They were both uh, from different schools competing at the same thing this weekend. Oh, wow. And then my auntie was talking about that. She's like, man, Kellen, last time he's all war hooping around. Everyone was getting all nervous. And I was like, I didn't even realize <laughs> it just comes out of me. Like I get excited. And like, that's my go-to It's just like a war hoop, you know, but like, even in that well, setting, people are like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, not all of us are vocally blessed as you, because <laughs> <laughs> when I knew it, you would have thought practice. someone was chopping a chicken's head off. So <laughs> 
<laughs> but if I'm ever around you, I'm gonna like be like, all right, insert war hoop. Go ahead, Kellen. Yep. I need one right now. Well, we'll just have to <laughs> one of our camping trips or like a times out in in the hills or the mountains or something. Just like, all right, no one's around. Now's the time. <laughs> yes, yes. I need to get body. some practice in. Yep. Yeah, it's more of a feeling than a sound. That's what I figured out. Uh, oh, for sure. Because originally it was like going for the sound. And I was like, oh, it's not the sound. Because then that's mm-hmm. when you get like the crackling and whatnot. It's like, it's a, ooh, it's, it's the a passion. Of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what inspires a war hoop. And so, yeah, uh, yes. too good. Uh, yeah, no, I was living for all of the uh, the PKs, local, local. Uh, I, was, I knew you were going to bring this up. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring this up. It was so late. <laughs> I was, that's what I said. I was like, I was in people's stories like, dang, OK. Um, and then, yeah, like seeing your your amazing face up in Daniel's story. Too, I was like, OK, Snapchat, <laughs> go off, y'all. Uh, speaking of you know, had, other people taking yeah. pictures. <laughs> I had my first PK's experience. Oh, I didn't realize that was your first. Yeah, because remember, I was like, hey, I've never been to PK's. It's not exactly on my bucket list, but it is what it is. Yeah. And so, like, (laughs) Daniel invited me out to PK's. Like, oh, no, like, it was lit for Girl State. The DJ was there. It was all blah, 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 blah. So I was like, exactly. So I was like, all right, bet. Like, I'll come with you. So he, I I like, I, I I scrap. This is how it happened. So like, okay, <laughs> he invited me, and so like I went to state, and so we didn't get back from state until late. So I, he was yeah. like, "Oh, come over, let's pregame, let's chill, and then we'll go to PK." It's like literally a whole night's nice experience, and I was like, "All right, cool." Like I just got back, I'm gonna chill for a minute. Now, <laughs> when a, when when an adult says I'm gonna chill for a minute, or at least at my age. That means I got all the way in bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it came out to be like 1250. And I was, I was like, oh, shoot. And I didn't see his text. Like, hey, we're um, going down to PKs now because I missed the whole pregame thing. Uh-huh. So I was like, all right. I'm like, maybe I should just go for the last hour. And he didn't text me back. So I'm like, oh, it's definitely lit if Daniel mm-hmm. did not text me back. So I'm like, I'm on my way. So I got there like 1.30 <laughs> p.m. But and at that point, you know, just as any bar, everybody's seeing through you at that point. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was enough for me to like go out, scope it out, feel it uh-huh. out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Without having to socialize too much because nobody really knew how, who I was probably anyway at that moment. But it was fun. <laughs> like, it really was like. Daniel did not disappoint. He was like, yeah, the DJ is there. As soon as I came in, Daniel like handed me a drink. I'm like, yes, okay. ready. So yeah, so I'll definitely have to go back. Cause it's nice being like in a room full of like brown people. You know yes. what I'm saying? Listen to yes. music that you like. I only seen like two people, two white people there. So it was cool. It what really was seen. a vibe. <laughs> and so, yeah, and it's like, there's nothing like not having to drive all the way home. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Quick five minute drive home, if not less. So mm-hmm. it was cool. I had my first Peaks experience. Go it's funny off. because like the women in my family have never really been at Peaks. Like in terms okay. of like my mom, my auntie, my uncles most definitely have been. They were probably they were regulars. <laughs> but like, so it was cool. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably be back. It was, it was nice just to be kind of around your own. And that's definitely what yeah. what PKs was. So and yeah. then literally Daniel was like, 
I know you're going to talk about this on quantum theory. So I had to give you a lit experience. (laughs) And I was like, yes. I'm like, only if Kellen was here, that would be the icing on the cake. I was so ready. Next time. (laughs) I was so ready. I even, I even tweeted about it. I was like, I'm low key about to gas up my rig and like come down just for the celebration tonight. You Uh, should have. However, like I thought I considered it. I was this close just to going down, just to go for the after party. Well, I well, guess next the time, party and then whatever shenanigans have to happen. After. For sure. <laughs> next time you'll definitely next time we'll do the entire experience like mm-hmm. dinner, drinks, cute little party, like I'm pregame party that. and then go to PK. So, yes. you know, it's a vibe. We'll let you guys know. We'll charge at the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, too good. I know when I was uh when I was down in the LCV, what was it like two months ago? Oh yeah, it was around the time that you were originally gonna do um like your stuff or whatever. Remember I went down mm-hmm. there and I got an Airbnb in Clarkston, whatever. Yeah. Uh my cousins text me at like 12:35. I was literally running a bath, like getting ready to like, I had like a whole bath bomb and I had my candles yeah. lit, like ready to go. <laughs> and then they text me, they're like, hey, we're coming out to get you. We're going, uh, we're going out tonight. And I was just like, <sighs> Guess I'm going That's to a this. totally mind switch too. You gotta like, ment- like at least I do. I gotta mentally prepare now. Like those days have came and gone to where I can just go out at the drop of the dime. I'm ready to do things all the time. Energy's high flying. Like no, I need 24 hours to mentally prepare of what's about to go down. <laughs> oh, yep. And I knew too. I was like, they're not gonna get out here till almost one. We won't get out there till after one. And I was like, and there'll still be plenty of time because you know it's not like a, a hard two o'clock you got to get out mm-hmm. at least from my experiences mm-hmm. ever going there yeah so like, i already knew i was like oh my gosh not my ride telling me they're 20 minutes out and they're about to come get me and it's already 12 30 like <laughs> okay <laughs> kevin let's get it together like, <laughs> yes <laughs> oh, oh too man. good well amazing it looked awesome and and i loved the photos it was great seeing the joy and happiness on people's faces because you know yes we can always use more of that exactly yes Uh, so what did you get into this past week i want uh, to know i know i'm like what have i gotten into dang well you Uh, dropped some dope beadwork that's for one (laughs) yes you did you don't act like you don't know don't play the the whole humble role you just dropped this amazing hat that you just posted oh girl that's from years ago Oh, all right. Well, you could have just went with it. You know what I mean? Because I was very excited to see it. I I posted it on my story. (laughs) I got so confused. I was like, oh no, what did I do? Uh, Okay, never mind. You ruined You killed that. My bad. Let's just keep going. (laughs) Um, Well, low key, that's uh, going back to what you were talking about, like about not having things like on deck. Like I go on my archives. I saw that one time on like, I don't know if it's Gary V or whoever else just being like, go into your archives and pull something out, post it again, because your audience is always going to keep changing. So, mm-hmm. you know, it may be your fifth time posting it yet. It may, it's most likely going to be your first time that a lot of people are seeing it. Yeah. Uh, and that true. was proof, you know, where I was like, okay, mm-hmm. this is from a couple of years back. Let me throw it out. And it was like, it was one of my highest hit things lately. Really? You know? yeah. yeah. Well, it was uh, dope. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that's my made in China hat uh, because I did okay. that while I was uh, on tour in China. 
Uh, so yeah, that's why I like to say this is technically made in China. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Although that's not always a point you want to push, you know what I'm saying? Especially with beadwork, they're gonna be like, "Oh, all right, so I'm gonna like, go ahead and give you. Can I give my money back? <laughs> yep, in China. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, uh, me in China. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Like still my stuff. I just did it in China. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was a uh, pretty dope. It's actually kept in my family. Um, so yeah, I appreciate that. I did actually get to work on um, some sewing projects. I have uh, two dresses that I'm working on. Uh, one's made out of velvet and the other one's made out of wool. What is that uh, velvet? <laughs> <laughs> so, did you yeah, get that? No, I didn't. You I just laughed? Okay. No, it was on... it. That's why I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> I said, go off to America. That was oh. my insert reference. <laughs> okay. You don't remember that part when he goes into the barbershop? He goes, what is that velvet? When he looks at the um, his coat. Yes. yes anyway, continue. Okay. Continue. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you for putting me up or uh, putting me on because, yeah, I, I'd be missing them sometimes. However, uh, seen yeah, it plenty it of times, terrible. whatever. Terrible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, moral is, uh, yeah. So like halfway into that, got some beating to do on them things. Uh, yet they're coming out fairly bomb. So I'm like, Ew, you know. Yeah, I bet. Got to get that dirt off your shoulders. That's how I feel about them. Okay. So, yeah. And then, like I said, I went to the uh, dance competition. Um, so I got to see two different family members uh, competing. They both qualified. It was their districts for like dance competition in Washington. And both mm. of their teams qualified for the state competition, which is coming up at the end of this month. Uh, and then, yeah, I got to see like the accompanying family, you know. So, yeah, yeah, it was kind of oh. cool. I was like, they're like going back and forth between like this family group, then the other family group. because they're like on other sides of the gym. Uh, and so, yeah, I was like, that's how I spent the top of my Saturday. Um, yeah. So it was dope. It was good. Did you meet any family that you haven't met before? No. Or was it all family you've known? Yeah, all family I've known. Um, however, some family that I hadn't seen in a while, like up from like the Pendleton area. Mm -hmm. uh and yeah like some people that i hadn't seen in like the last like three years uh, yeah even. that's always a good yeah good little reuniting yeah and it was a trip because it was like oh my gosh last time i saw you was wait when you know and it was mm -hmm. like oh my gosh so yeah just like again being like blessed in that moment to be like dang it's been so long i didn't even realize and yay we get to have this moment now so yeah, yeah it was cool sure. it was cool it was cool um and yeah, the top of the week has just been like wild, yet we are now at the middle. And so I'm like, it's downhill from here, Shade. So <laughs> 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 looking oh, forward yeah. to that. <laughs> I'm excited for these dresses, though. That's for sure. I'm excited for whatever you release, but still, I want to see see I'm the products to, of the, to, the new sewing machine. I appreciate it. I'm excited to, to let you in. Uh, because, yes, uh, I've got plans. So you always got plans. It's the, it's the suspense of waiting of the outcome of those plans. You just got to uh, tease us. For real. Somebody I had an interview yesterday and somebody was like asking me about stuff and all these things and da, 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 da. And then they were like really trying to get to like the nitty and the gritty. And then finally, mm -hmm. I just had to kind of be like, girl, I move in silence. Like, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Like when it comes, it comes. Uh, and mm -hmm. just know that it's going to be bomb. Um, mm -hmm. 
yet I don't know that that answer like really satisfied the person <laughs> it don't matter it ain't about their satisfaction shoot I know it's just like dang you like, see what I make when I make it damn right? like, that's I'm exactly like, oh, no. how I feel like don't, don't be asking me don't be trying to get it up in my business yeah uh and also strangely yesterday I got asked to do three grad caps by three different people on oh, the gosh, exact same cap day. season. It's cap season. Oh, yeah. Which I, I made a post uh, earlier. I, I, I was, saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, let me live year, through him because I don't know how to say cap. no. <laughs> yep. And uh, just so you know, I'm sitting this year out. So don't even come around these parts. Like, don't even ask me. Uh, I like how I, you I, get I them hyped. Like, oh, look what I can do. Psych, you don't <laughs> get none of this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, the shade. Uh, it ain't even uh, shade. It ain't even shady. You oh, just right. <laughs> you weren't shade and shades. That's <laughs> that was that, that's what that post was about. Right. No, it is cap uh, season. Thankfully, uh, I only have one secured. Okay. And when I secured okay. means, you know, I secured the bag. But you know. if everyone else, like I've gotten questions, and I'm just like, hey, if I say yes, you know, and then I and you wait a month, a couple weeks, tomorrow, and you ain't jump on it, then, hey, I don't know what to tell you. And, you know, if I'm available one day, I might not be available tomorrow. I don't preferably want to do caps, but if I am taking a number of them, you know, hop in when you can. It's like double dutch. You just got to jump in because, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? But I don't, I really don't care to, that's the hard part is like, I don't want to take caps just in terms of, the time I don't want to feel like I'm mm-hmm. on a crunch time and just out of respect for the customer. I don't want them to feel like it's a crunch time and they're getting worried because they take, they can take a good amount of time depending on what you're doing to them. Yeah. And so they the do. only reason, and this is where like my heart always takes over when it comes to accepting probably a lot of my orders is you know, this is kind of, it's honorable to even be asked because that's such a monumental moment in so many different lifetimes, you know, in people's yeah. lifetimes. Yeah. And what's unfortunate is sometimes some of these students is just reality. They might not go past high school. You know, they yeah. won't be wearing a grad cap again. And it's not, I don't want to think that negatively, but it's still a monumental moment. This is where like your life begins. So for you wanting to make, want wanting me to be a kind of a part of that, memory in a sense with my beadwork or my artwork, you know, I appreciate that. So that's when like, I I'll say, ah, yes, just hurry up, hurry up and just send me your money before I change my mind. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even about the money at that time. Like, it's really like, Hey, if you want this, yes, go ahead. Just, just, just hurry up and just do it. And then I can't turn you down. You know what I mean? But it is, it's a lot when, you know, you do bead full time and just adding more projects and because mm-hmm. grad caps do take, like I said, they do take a while. Yeah. But um, I don't know. We'll see. I only have one locked in now. Okay. Um, we'll go from there. I think I'm only going to take so many. One year, okay. I think I took eight, which I don't know eight? why. <laughs> yeah. Oh I think my it was two, was it two years ago. And it was bad. This is what I mean. And I'm not trying to discredit myself, but um, it was bad. It was a lot because it was just like, I was literally handing, and this was more so my family members because my family is my family. It wasn't like anybody I didn't know, but yeah. I was literally handing them their grad cap on their way to their inside to their graduation. Wow. So both of my cousins, I was like, here you go. <laughs> They're like, oh no, we didn't worry. Like we knew you're going to get it done. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm not doing this ever again. So I'm like, yeah. from here on out, I'm only taking 
a certain number yeah. of grad caps and like maybe starting even at like three. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like ending it at three. Yes, yes, so, yes. I don't know. Wow. Yeah, my cousins graduated. They're 21 now. So I guess three years ago, uh, mm -hmm. 19. Yeah. So it would have been 2019. Uh, yes. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Excuse my language. Yet yeah, I was going through some things with life in that time. Mm -hmm. And so it low key slowed down my process. Um, and I was whatever. We don't have to go into that part. Uh, however, <laughs> I was like working day and night on these motherfuckers yep. and like, yep. like full all nighters uh, and same. deep into my I, and I, I went on vacation at the exact same time. And so then like I was giving up my vacation, too. I was like, hey, I know that we're technically on vacation. I'm going to be over here in the room and working, you know, and like, yeah, that's and how that's, it was. You for don't the want that, you know? know, you know. And so I didn't even get to kick it with the people like heavy. Uh, and then I like expedited it overnight from the Midwest. Um, and then, the, uh, then that got delayed. And so then they didn't even get their caps mm. until the day after. And I oh, was like, no. so heartbroken and just like, yeah. it, it tore me apart. Like, again, now I'm getting chills thinking about it again, you know, mm -hmm. I'm like, it's so disappointing. Cause you know, like how much work you put into it. Uh, yeah. and then for it, like to not even be there for the ceremony. Uh, mm -hmm. just like, I don't know. It's heartbreaking AF. Um, well, that's the thing. Yeah. And that's what people have to realize. Like it's, it's on us up to a certain extent because mm -hmm. and this is the hard part. Um, I mean, it's on us because we can either take it or not take it or just be like, sure. Hey, you know, this is cause like I said, I'm obviously guilty as well with how last minute they are, but also at the same time, other people have to realize when we're given these caps, like everybody gets their cap kind of around the same time. So you can place the order five years in advance, five yep. months in advance, but you don't get that cap until like a month before maybe the graduation. So imagine people asking, we're all getting these caps at the exact same time. And it's like a clock's running. As soon as you get these caps in your hand, boom, the clock starts. And it, well, I want to take grad pictures. Is this going to be ready? And some people ask like, okay, it's been a week. Like, Hey, you really got to, these take time. Like they really do take time. Like they take longer than my wide brim hats. Like they take time. It's ridiculous. So you don't think that it takes that long and it does. No. And it's like, we still have our own life to live. We still have our own bills to pay. We still have, and that's not an excuse. Don't get me wrong, but just, yeah. you can't be upset if we deny it. And then life happens too. Like we're all human beings. So like, if it does show up a day later, you know, most likely there was a good reason for it. Like we're, it, and even if there, it's just, it's, it's, we're, we're human beings guys. Like That's what I really want to tell yeah. people. It's like, Hey, we're not robots. We're not machines. Life is going to happen. We're going to make mistakes and it just is what it is. You know what I mean? And I've been like, I'm so over just like dwelling on things. You know what I'm saying? As long as you like own that and live in your truth, like that's how, like, that's, that's all you can do. So yeah. <laughs> not Without that I'm like out here, like, you know, crying because something just happened, but I'm just want the world to know we are people too. And life does happen. And case all in all, you know, we're probably not going to be taking many cap orders this year because it's a lot. <laughs> I have five oh, graduates man. in my family this year. Oh um, Lord. Did you I get said, asked no, for all of them? I said, no, ma'am. Oh, well, I've gotten asked for most you. of them. 
um, I, I still, I think I still have one like pending request coming that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that hasn't, that hasn't hit my inbox yet. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, uh-uh, no. <laughs> uh, I, uh, again, I too, because I just one. have my own stuff. Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I have one and they ordered this like months ago. So I'm, a, and it's just the edge. It's nothing like dramatic, like okay. a fully beaded cap, fully beaded headband. Can't even see the cap, just full of beads type. <laughs> it's a very simple order. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, cool. I just got one so far. But um, at the same time, that's when it's okay to kind of raise your price too. Cause it's like, Hey, I'm booked. You know what I'm saying? So if mm-hmm. you want to get in here, like, this is what it's going to be, unfortunately, because it's, you know, I don't have time. Like I really would be have to be making time, but, um, I have a lot, I have, a, I'm overcommitted and it's not even like on graduation necessarily. Like it's just for the next couple months, there's just deadlines, um, donations. I always like to make sure I'm donating to certain organizations. And so I am like overbooked and it's kind of scary kind of, cause I'm, I don't get okay. scared very often, yeah. but yeah, I'm a little real. scared. So I might, I might be I've been doing pretty good of just not taking like, especially like any regalia orders, telling people like, hey, if I do take this order, it's not going to be ready. I can't guarantee it until the end of the year. So because I'm like, I got to live my life. I got to I got to do what I got to do. I'm not going to be working all hours of the night. I'm going to cut myself off at this point. Like, that's just my reality now. So it's very it's a blessing to be at that point. You know, it's a blessing to turn down cap orders. It's a blessing because it's like, Hey, I've established myself as an artist so much. What I was, you know, hoping for five years from now, just to be seen, to get orders like this. Now we're, you know, it's, it's stepping stones. I'm on the next step. I'm in the next chapter and it's okay. Now, you know, you have to pick and choose some of these opportunities, you know, and it's, you think of like, let's say Beyonce, like, Beyonce didn't get to be Beyonce unless she accepted or did these things or took these jobs. You know what I'm saying? And as you get older and as you like get better at your craft, you have to pick and choose some of the things that you do. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's a, it's a constant process, but you know, that's kind of, that's kind of what we're in right now. (laughs) Yeah. Without a doubt, just like you're saying the, the thought of like early days being like, Oh yeah, I'll take this commission. I'll take that commission. Uh, oh yeah, somebody says uh, work for you. Okay, cool. I'll follow up with them. Now I'm like, get it away from me. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. or well, as everyone knows, well, not ever. I don't want to say everyone knows. Have you heard my mixtape? Hey, like that one guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh man. However, as I continually say, I'm like, I'm not taking orders. Um, and just in a general thing, like I want to take no orders. Like, what is this? The military? No plan. Um, <laughs> What? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm gonna I'm put that in my BBM bio. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I live. Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember the days where it's just like, oh, this and that, you know. And that is kind of funny because I did notice that this week. Um, oh, somebody commented on like one of my things. They're like, oh, when I get my money up, I'm gonna make sure to buy from you. Um, uh, when you have your stuff or whatever. Uh, and I was like, thank you. I appreciate that. Like in the support. Uh, and then at the exact same time, I'm like, I mean, who says that? Like, I'm trying to sell my stuff though, even, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I guess the the point that I'm trying to make too, is just that like, there's like always the presumption, like just within our small world of being beaters, you know, it's like, oh, if I talk to you and I show interest in you, that means that you take on this job because you're a beater, yeah, right? That's what you that, do. That's true. And if I tell you, Hey, Ooh, I would even pay you for this. <laughs> you get excited because you're a beater. So you're going to do that thing. 
and yeah. you know or it's just like or I use my craft and my art and my knowledge to do what I want to do and I share it with you uh mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I don't know it's yeah. just defining I, our own paths basically I agree I never thought of it that way you know, well, because I, I did it until recently and 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 it, and it really became apparent when I started saying no to people uh, or like I had to like definitively say no. And then I noticed how like in the interactions, it's always like like that Lulu post one time where it's like it's not ever. Hey, uh, how you doing? It's always like, <laughs> you know, like, are you how taking much for this? Or like, are you taking yeah. orders or, you know, like, oh, I've been meaning to talk to you. OK, um, well, <laughs> you like I'm uh, I don't know. I don't know what the response is to that. I, I blanked on myself. Moral is, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of funny that that thought or like the the mindset around it all even where it's just like, you are a beater, therefore you're just grateful to have any type of business, even if it's not uh, the true value or worth of your work. Um, I don't know. Which it's is just, not the case. Yeah. And not even like saying that it's like fully disrespectful. I know that people are like coming correct in their own way. Yeah, like that's just the mindset that like is kind of prevalent. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, and here us being like contemporary artists and business people uh, and boundary breakers. It's not even like about business and like getting all the money for yourself because odds like you want to do shit for your community. And like, exactly. You no, know, it's it's about, again, breaking down those like those uh, things that have historically excluded us, like plowing through these doors and then like making sure that they remain open and bringing the people with us, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I don't even know how I got Yeah, well, that. that's the thing. <laughs> no, you made a very, very valid point because it's like we can easily, without the context of where we're coming from, and anybody can relate this to any business, just kind of period. As much as True. we talk about True. beadworking, you can really relate this to almost any business because there's a lot of commonalities between the two. And first of all, we are a business. You know what I mean? It's something if we did it as a hobby, we did it something on did it off to the side, then yeah, okay, maybe we might sign a certain way because we wouldn't know what we're talking about. But clearly we do know what we're talking about because this is what we do. And so one of my biggest things is when people message me and they don't say hello, like, you know, it's like, and my dad always said that you don't walk up into somebody's house and you don't say hello. (laughs) You know what I mean? Why would you walk up in my DMs and be like, how much for, I seen what you posted, how much for this? Or what do you charge for, for you to make this for me. First of all, introduce yourself. Like, first of all, who are you? You know what I'm saying? Be like, hey, I really love your work. I was wondering if you're taking orders. Boom, that's how you start. Hey, I really love your work. I seen what you recently posted. I'd love something for myself. I was wondering if you're available to do something like this. If not, I would love to just get some some of your work at some point. There's so many ways to go about it as opposed to just jumping into my DMs and saying, how much would you charge to do this for me? Or how much would you charge to do this? Like, no, it's kind of rude. I'm just going to be honest. Like, I don't like, I don't like those. And I get those messages every day. And, you know, I have to maintain my professionality, of course, and be like, Hey, so-and-so, unfortunately I'm not taking orders on this. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's kind of annoying and I don't like not responding at all. And some people don't realize they do it, especially if they're elders or whatever. I get it, but we all know the word hello. You know what I mean? You can just say hi, you know, blah, 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 blah. So that's one thing that I don't really like. And the other thing I don't like is like, and I'm not just coming on here to complain. I'm just hoping some people are taking notes. And if you know somebody like this, please let them know. Like, what yeah. doing wrong. <laughs> but there are other people who make it seem like, and this is what I don't like. 
hey, I was wondering if we can make a trade or, hey, I was wondering, not trade in a sense, like if it's you're another artist, like I get it. You know what I'm saying? But it comes when it comes to organizations or when it comes to business owners who are like, hey, can you be this for me? And I'll um, I'll take a picture and put it on my page and you'll get that more followers or you know what I mean? I'm like, so you want me to spend hours and hours and hours of time for a custom piece for you spend my money not only on the materials of course but shipping and all of that and you just give me something that I don't need (laughs) you know what I mean like my work speaks for itself I don't have to dumb myself down now now like I said mind you five ten years ago when I really wanted people to know my work you know these are the these are the things that you kind of have to do to get your name out there but like if I'm already established it's a little bit of a slap slap in the face when you're like you know, hey, I want your work for free. Just say that if that's what you want. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't sit there and just offer. Try to act like you're doing me a favor. And I had a friend of mine, and they kind of had a similar experience, completely different business. But they were like, "Hey, I reached out to this person a long time ago, and now that you know my business is growing, my platform is growing, they came back and they said, "Hey, now they want to work with me, but they never even they left me on red a few years ago." I'm like, honestly, that's just kind of growing pains. You know, you can't, you're, you're becoming more established and they don't, they're making it seem like you need them when you don't, you have a following, you did all of this on your own, your work speaks for itself. So don't take anybody's handouts. And that's the frustrating part. I think just in business is when we're first starting out, and this is just, especially amongst black and brown entrepreneurs, business owners, anyone that has a dream, (laughs) you know what I mean? We need to support those. That's the time we need to support them when they're just jumpstarting a business, when they're figuring things out, when they have questions like, Hey, is it okay? I'm really, I got, I got this dream. I want you to be a part of it so I can grow, establish myself as an entrepreneur. And rather than just shutting those people out, do what you can for them. Then don't wait until they become established. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I would hate for you know, a young native girl to come to me and she has this dream that she's scared to do, but she has enough courage to ask me, let's say I am established, um, this is 10 years from now, right? Hopefully, hopefully I'm going to wait 10 years from now. I'm loving the vision. Hopefully I don't lose all my customers off of this episode. (laughs) 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 I'm a lot more established, let's say 10 years from now. And a girl who is, let's see, when did I start beadworking? I want to say I was 18. Yeah, I think I was 18. Now, if a girl came to me, hey, I love what you're doing. I love what you do with your beadwork business. Can you help me? And by if I make you something, can you put it on my page or put it on your page or whatever the question is, right? Or just shout me out for that matter. I'm going to do it. And that's the thing is like people don't realize that that's when we need help the most. And you can't be turning. You shouldn't turn people down, especially if you're, you know, if they're young, they're native, they're black and they're trying to that because it takes us to support them. You know what I mean? So that was my little, not rant, but a little bit of a, a ramble, I guess. <laughs> it is everything. Of uh, business etiquette, customer business right. etiquette. Well, and not even all, not talking, customer, but business owners. Yeah. You know, like, like you said, even the word, hey, at the top of the, hey, that's already a greeting. You know, it's like, okay, yeah. at least something. Uh, <laughs> I texted you right now a video of, uh, What's hers on Instagram? I think it's like I am Cleopatra or whatever. Uh, she always has. No, like, it's not loading. Oh no, it's okay. She has the best videos yet. This one took me out because she was like, "Yesterday's price 
is not today's price. And she like does a graph of like the line going up. And she's like talking about exactly what you're talking about. Like, oh, back then you didn't want me. And now I'm hot. You're all on me. You know, not to be like so Mike Jones on it. Um, yeah. It's you true know, though. Literally, you know. Uh, so, I mean, you don't have to watch it now. Yeah. That's what it was making me think of. Like, yesterday's price is not today's price uh, as the money goes up. Because, yeah, for real. Price like, is going up. You know? Um, and don't think that coming back, it's going to be the same. Uh, because mm-hmm. obviously we just as people are working yeah. to like build our value and authority and all the things, right? So obs, mm-hmm. well, not obs yet, naturally, um, you know, an increase of uh, the the thing that determines worth or that signifies worth or validates worth. I don't know what the actual verb is. The money goes up is what I'm trying to say. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And that's for everybody. You know what I mean? And that's the way it should be. You know, it's like there's a point when you're first getting started, you are working hard for your money. But we all have to strive to work to that point to for our money works hard for us. You know what I mean? And especially if you are an artist, this is something that you're serious about. In today's economy, in today's society, we can't just be lollygagging and making work when we want to work and just be cool with just living. You know what I'm saying? We have a standard nowadays to where we have to make a living. You know, I want to be taken seriously. And it's very important for black and brown people to be taken seriously and individualize themselves at a in a world that has always been lined up against us. You know what I mean? That's the biggest thing you could do is individual individualize yourself. So it shouldn't be our own people for one who are disagreeing with the things that we're doing when realistically, like we're carrying this weight, not only for our house, for ourselves, but for all of our people, you know, where do you think this money is usually going back into? You know what I mean? Now, are we all great that way? No, not necessarily. Some people, you know, they like to get what they can get and put their money towards things and other colonized, you know, um, material items and selfish, you know, selfishness. But most of us, especially if we're coming from within that community or we're actively within that community, like we have to do these things and be take ourselves seriously. So that way we can provide more opportunities and more resources for those community members, our family members, our people. You know what I mean? So the biggest thing that you guys can do is actually just support us. It doesn't mean that you have to throw all your money our way. No, support comes in many, 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 many forms. You know what I mean? It's not like we're trying to sell our culture or sell ourselves out to the system. That's not what we're doing whatsoever. It's taking us seriously to be confident in who we are and where we're going and who who and what we're doing it for. You know what I mean? So that's just kind of a part of our process. And I think for me, just as a bead worker, it was kind of hard for people to kind of take me seriously at the start of it. Not that I was laughed at or joked on, but It just didn't really feel like a lot of people may have been taking me seriously because, you know, beadworkers, it's it's kind of a hard, hard outlet to go into because it has always been something that we did as like a hobby or off to the side. You know, so I think it's very, very commendable when I see Native artists and Indigenous creatives do things that they want to do, you know, and actually establishing themselves in a world that was kind of up against them and being able to make a living and provide more and help us rise as a, as a people and as a nation in Indian country, native country, um, by doing what they love, you know what I mean? And shoot. And if I'm able to charge these, these white people, what I want to charge them reparations period. And most of the people and not most of the white people who do, they do, they understand that, you know, if, if, if I, if I do get, honestly, I can wholeheartedly say, my target market and my main market is native people and I native women primarily. And I, 
appreciate that so much. But if I do get customers that are white customers, for the most part, they completely understand. I don't have to sit here and reiterate our history at all. They completely understand it and they completely feel like we deserve getting paid top dollar because we do. And it's still not enough. You know what I'm saying? We can't rewrite history. If we could, you know, things would be going a lot differently. So all I'm saying is support your support. Those that are really putting their heart and their soul into their work, because it, 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 it's, there's a bigger picture, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Of why, why we do what we do. Yeah. Lulu, uh, speaking of Lulu, she did a uh, post earlier, this like really cool screen or like image um and what oh i saw that yeah mm-hmm. and it was it uh then the text on the image it says like knowing your worth is cool but you have to enforce that shit too yeah and it's so true like i i had to double tap it and i screenshot it because like i've had like this whole even for myself like another revelation and how like i've been accepting um workloads and tasks uh and and not enforcing um the fact that like, oh, the reason why I'm able to take on these things or like, you know, whether it's like an amount of things or like the depth of things or cover many different positions at one time uh, is because of who I am and like my tool set, my experience, uh, my my intelligence and all these things. Uh, so like, yeah, I know that I have all of this worth and I can get all these things done. Uh, yeah, I also have to stop and ask myself, like, is my worth and work being valued and if not, what do I do? Do I just continue to like go about doing these things because I can, or do I stop and finally take a stand and say, you know what, actually I can't move. I, I won't move forward with any of this until, you know, the money comes in until my worth mm-hmm. and work is actually valued uh, at a better, um, at, at something more um, appropriate for the amount of, uh, in a, a, a amount of, all the things that I'm putting in energy and, and like I said, um, charisma, intelligence, and just even technical know-how, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. and that's like, it's been low key, like in the last four or five days that like, it's this bigger thing, which I'll tell you more about after whatever. Um, yeah, like that shit hit me hard, you know? Uh, and it's mm-hmm. so true. Like even just with our stuff right now, it's like, yeah, like we understand or like, it's great to understand and know like, Oh, I have this value in that. And, uh, you know, whatever creative venture you're in or business venture. Yeah. Also being sure to enforce that uh, because Mm -hmm. without that second step, it's like, okay, it's great that you know it yet. You're still accepting less than if you're not asking for what you're worth and or more. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> no, I agree though. And I think a lot of people don't understand is how many, how much of a colonized system we actually revolve in when it comes yeah. to, well, you, just for the simple fact of, well, why are you charging this much? Who are you to say how much I charge for my own work? You don't have to buy it. Why don't you go learn how to make it? You know what I mean? And it's like, just the function of business, just the function of literally everything and how we operate and all of these assumptions and expectations that people make. And by putting that energy onto another person who onto another business owner or not even necessarily business owner, just another artist, you know what I'm saying? That's a real, that's a big, that's a big colonized mindset. And I just feel like there's a lot of habits in the way we do things 
to where there really is no structure and there is no rules. If I choose to do something, you know, if I choose to do what I choose to do about my work, whose business is that? You know what I'm saying? It sounds like a personal problem at that point, if you're going to question me about what I do and why I do it. You know what I'm saying? I choose to choose to have these prices or I choose to create this way or I choose to take orders or I choose not to take orders. That's my business. You know what I'm saying? To where it's just like, it's frustrating for us artists because it's almost like, you know, we kind of are slaves to the system and slaves to our own work. And that's how people visualize just because you're a slave to your system and to your work and you go in and you clock in and you do this doesn't mean that's the way that I operate. You know, I respect somebody who can kind of step outside of that box of being their own person and creating their own rules, because that's a lot harder than going in and living in that box. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not, that's not to dis disgrace anybody that works nine to five. Now I'm saying to people that actually have, you know, who have these critiques and cause we have to face that. And that's, I guess, if you haven't figured that out by now and why we're talking about <laughs> this is this is something that we face all the time. It's people who just feel as they, they, they can critique what we do and why we do it, you know? And for me, honestly, I'm going to, I'm going to say it is very rare. But at the same time, I kind of have, you know, focused vision in a sense to where I just don't even tolerate that. I don't even entertain that, you know, because there are those comments and those are those shady comments that want to act like they're being positive and they're not. And they try to be like, well, if you did it this way, you know, we all. Ooh, oh, no. But, oh. um, but yeah, yeah. Like I said, no disgrace to anybody that does have a nine to five because we need those people. And I don't agree with any business owner that does try to you know, devalue people who do because we were all once there and this world doesn't function without those people. Those people are passionate and hardworking. And what makes you think you're going to have a business if you didn't, you know, if you didn't have those people, you know, so I just want to put that on the record as that's not what I'm doing because there are some entrepreneurs that do do that. But I'm talking about the ones that do feel the need to criticize us because we don't live our lives the way they do and function our business the way that they're, you know, the way that the business that they're working for functions, if that makes sense. So, um, shoot, got me all discombobulated. I forgot where I was going with that. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just when it comes to our worth, just as artists and, you know, we're all artists in our own right. We really are. No matter what we do, we're not just specifically talking about beadwork. It's like, if go live your life to how you want to live it, especially when it comes to your own endeavors and in your own, you know, just go, just go figure it out. Like don't allow people to feel as the, don't allow other people to jeopardize or other people to critique, like, don't be scared of those things, you know, go out and figure out what you want to do and how you want to do it. There is no timeline. There is no book on this. You could read multiple books and things that, you know, could help you, but that's exactly what they are. It's just kind of tips, you know, especially as native people, you know, not all of those kind of revolve around what we do and how we do it. Like we have a lot more cultural values when we do certain things, you know, which makes it hard for us to be business owners sometimes because, because of our values and because the way we move, but it's just don't let, don't always let people get into your head, no matter who they are, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, And then there's also low key, like the struggle for me with the, the big dreams that I have. Cause like I see myself going big places and I feel like I'm putting in work to get there. Uh, and obviously that that's already being seen, you know, I, I've, so you talked about since you were 18, I, I think I was 21, uh, when I like committed to beating. So it was like 2009 when I graduated college. So what, 13 years ago, this may, 
um, where I was like, I want to be a dope ass beater, you know, like I want to be the sickest, uh, and not even like in a, like a competitive way. Like I just want to be able to execute what I had in my mind and put it out into the world. Right. And now I'm mm-hmm. like at that level, um, and only growing more like whatever with all the years. So like, I've seen the progression of like early day Kellen bead work that he would sell this and that and say five-year mark seven-year mark, 10-year mark. Um, and now here we are 12 plus years, right? Uh, and so I can only imagine, you know, 20 years deep, 30 years deep, uh, and especially as things like are growing exponentially now, you know, like now that I'm 10 years in the game, my my last two years of growth have been way different than like the first seven or like even the, you know, three to 10-year mark, you know? Uh, and so like, I already know that like all of that is going to compound and really just like take off. Um, and so I struggle because yes, like I finally had to sit down with myself and be like, girl, you are putting in all this time and all this effort. And when you divide everything out, you're literally making $10 an hour, you Mm -hmm. know, on, on this piece. That's when, you know, you get serious, you start breaking it all down. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, wait, $10 an hour. And that's this doesn't include supplies. This doesn't include shipping, you know? So I'm like, wait, so I'm making like five fifty an hour so that people can have this like really amazing thing. Uh, and yeah, like understanding that I was like, no, this, this just got to stop. Right. Uh, and so like now, like, well, that's why I've gotten to the progression, obviously of just like doing, I, I just had to do away with the orders for right now, just so I can focus on my own stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Cause like, I'm going for bigger things. Uh, yeah, you and, need that. You need, you that. know, right. Uh, and so then what I'm getting to though, is like low key, the struggle, because then it's like being unattainable a little bit. Um, like mm-hmm. I, I do, I do get that, like how now I'm starting to become unattainable. Uh, and I don't really want to be reached as much, you know, like my mm-hmm. level of clientele is this like upper echelon this like greater reach than like an individual you know yeah Um, i can see that you know uh and that's that's where i want to go and like that's where i see myself i see myself in these higher spaces uh you know and thank you exactly and so then it it gets kind of strange because then it's like then there's the disconnect because it's like you know the people around you um again with the the history around just even with our traditional art you know like i said with beaters people there's a thing with beaters you know it's like you go up to a beater you can do you can get whatever from a beater because a beater needs your money they're a beater duh that's that's what they need from you you know uh and not that it's like that reduced that was a really big oversimplification because obviously (laughs) people have respect and honor for us as well i I don't Mm -hmm. mean to be like so crass however uh (laughs) just that thought, you know? And so then it, it does make me feel bad sometimes. Cause I'm like, ah, oh, like, you know, like all these pieces behind me, like nobody in my life, it, this would like hurt people's banks in people in my life. You know, and for people who mm-hmm. can't see us, I have, um, four of my art pieces displayed on my wall. Um, they're all old pieces that are on my IG, whatever. Uh, however, you know, like if I were to sell these, like it's, it's not cheap you know? Mm-hmm. And so then it makes me feel bad in a sense. Cause then it's like, I don't know. Well, uh, it shouldn't. And that just kind of goes to kind of that, having that assumed weight, you know what I'm saying? That's when it comes yeah. down to like tradition again. Well, it's time to car- kind of start shifting these traditions. Am I thankful? I know this craft because of my people, of course, mm-hmm. but you're an artist first. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you got to be yeah. taken. We don't live in that world anymore. Unfortunately, yeah. you know, that was yeah. kind of robbed of us. And this is a system that we live in now, you know, and I think in order for people to take you seriously, you kind of have to kind of push them away for a second and just be like, wait, just wait until you see what's coming. You know what I mean? And then yeah. once you get there, they'll respect you like, Oh, I see what he was doing or, Oh, he really was able to challenge his creativity, creativity rather than uniforming to what I wanted. Nobody's going to think that way, of course, but that's yeah. really what it, what it's about. Because when I stopped doing custom orders for a minute or at least slowing them down, you know, it gave me that chance to become who I am now. And now I'm getting custom, you know, I'm getting requests to do what I'm doing now. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if I didn't stop for a second, breathe, create what I wanted to create, you wouldn't have the artist that you have right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would have stayed where I was at, you know, for so long, if that's where I chose to stay. Now I like, you know, like I said, like gender beadwork does stay in around for generations and generations. That's also what you're paying for, but you know, yeah. get to that later. But like, you know, and right. so I do like taking yes. orders and regalia. And then that's just a personal preference. And it's not mm -hmm. that it's right or it's wrong. I just I like taking those orders, especially here and there, or for my family or for whoever, just because you know, I am honored that, you know, as that you asked me, especially if it's for an important important moment. So whether I start taking one order a year or one every five, whatever, that's you know, that's what I choose to do. But you know, I'm kind of with you at that point too, to where, Hey, Michaela, it's time to take that next step up. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta, what are you going to sacrifice? It's a compromise compromise for your future. You know what I'm saying? Yep, to where it's yep. like, Hey, it might be a, you know, it's, it's temporary, but if only you were able to, you know, to get to that door, you have to drop this baggage, you yep. know, cause you won't fit through the door with, by having this baggage that's piled up on your back or on your shoulders put that down, walk through that door. And I guarantee you it's nicer on the other side. You know what I'm saying? It's going to lead to more opportunities and other opportunities. So that's kind of how you have to think about it too. But yeah, I I'm, I'm completely with you when it terms to, Hey, I see myself for something bigger because as an artist, it's more than the money. You know what I'm saying? If yes. money didn't exist and we can do whatever we want to do, then great. I'd still be doing what I'm doing because I love to do what I do. You yeah, know, we need money have more to time pay to do our it. bills, but exactly. But <laughs> it's like, it's, I'd be further us, along it's, in the process. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, yeah. it's a journey and it's it not is. easy. Well, cause like, as you were talking about just with artists and, and not to like liken myself or oneself to Beyonce yet, even that, like just as an example where it's like, yeah, you did certain award shows or like at a certain point in your career, you were, on TV sitcom shows or performing in barbershops, hair salons, you know? And now like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the family members of B like probably can't get her to come to a lot of things, you know? Cause it's like, oh, of course, just the level, you know? And it, it's basically the same thing where it's like, you know, being a Beyonce in the family, nay. Uh, <laughs> yet, like, it's like, yeah, I, I know that I used to do these things yet now I'm at this level. And so like, I don't take on so much, you know, just like you're saying, like, you got to choose what you're doing. And then just even knowing that the larger perspective of like, you know, the Beyonce that we know now, the, the single word uh, rather than the full, you know, of Destiny's Child or all the other explanations that had to come before, um, mm -hmm. you know, like, okay, envisioning myself or oneself at that level in one's career or one's endeavors, it makes sense, you know, that like, yeah you got to parse through the things so that it's only what you really want to be doing. 
Um, and then, then it's just up to the individual on like what you do with that. Right. You know, some people are in it for their own thing. Um, other people are in it for the culture or for like helping bring other people along, whatever it may be, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah. I mean, you have to think about it kind of that way. Like, okay. Imagine if Beyonce did stay at barbershops, right. Mm -hmm. She would still be performing at barbershops to this day. And how much, how much, how great of her would you think? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like how great would she have have been if she just stayed at that level? But at yeah. some point she has to walk away from those small gigs, become who she is now. So that way she can buy barbershops throughout the you country know? for, you know, the communities or create these foundations or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is. So yeah. it's like, you have to allow us to grow. And if we say no, it's not an insult. It's nothing personal. It's like, Hey, I'm on this journey and you have, and you've enjoyed the journey this far you know, watch where I can be 10 years from now. And I support you in your journey as well. You know what I'm saying? I support all artists. If you don't use me, I'm not offended. You know what I mean? And we actually, yeah. this is a whole other thing. We had a common customer. Oh, word. It was a, a Nike, the a Nike N7 medallion. Okay. And I don't know if I ever told you this. He uh -uh. asked me for one. They, that's just a, whatever. I already said it. He asked uh, me for one. <laughs> I'm trying to be all anonymous. Right. He was a really cool guy. But like he asked me and I was like, shoot, like, I don't want to get sued for this Nike symbol he's trying to put on there. You know, I was like, I'll do it, but I'm not going to add this symbol. And it was kind of a last minute decision. But I'm like, hey, if you don't want it, you don't want it. But I'm, you know, that's just something I don't know. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That was a part of my learning process. Yeah. And he's like, no problem. So like I gave it to him. And then he got you to do a, to do one after mine. And I'm pretty sure it's the same guy because I've seen him with the... I, Pretty sure I seen it with the necklace, and I was like, "Dang, the Nike sign was that big of a deal." <laughs> but like, I wasn't so upset was the because the symbol I was like, that he needed needed. I, that's that was just my assumption because oh. he, he got yours after oh. mine, and so I was like, "Dang!" But like, I wasn't mad, and it yes. just kind of goes to show, like, no, this is Kellen. Like, you know, what I mean, I might be a little hurt if it was somebody else. Like, dang, you couldn't just tell me. You couldn't just be real about it. You know what I mean? But like, this is the homie, so it is what it is. But um, but yeah, that was just a funny, oh, like, I know funny exactly what you're I talking about. You knew. <laughs> I did not know. So I'm sitting here like jaw dropped. I was like, oh dang, and I I know exactly who you're talking about, and I also yeah. know that I charged. <laughs> Good. <Pretty laughs> I was like, I was like, if I'm doing this, uh, and also you know, the details behind. Um, that's, I was like, Oh, money up. Um, good, good. No. And that yeah. was so long ago. I think yeah, that's so long yeah. ago for both of us, but <laughs> yeah. that was my stepping stone. I guess. For real. But, um, I did think about that too, though, about getting sued or whatever. And I was all, Hey, I'm all small time. Nobody cares. Really? Like, <laughs> really? No, see, cause that's all I used to do was logos. And then yes. my dad, he's the business guy. So he was mm -hmm. like, you gotta be careful with those logos. I was like, shoot, I don't need my Nike coming after me. Like I'm not even LLC yet. So yeah. Well then see, that's what I wonder too. Cause then it's like, uh, growing up at powwows and everything, you see everyone with their medallions or even yeah. like, uh, uh, like a full Batman, uh, outfit for a little kid, you know, mm -hmm. like the full Batman symbol and all the beadwork is matching Batman. Um, and so it's like, well, was it for sale? No. So it's created. Exactly. Then what, you know, um, it's really it's, not a big deal, but yeah. like, cause I well, was like, that's what I wonder about, like, it's not like that dad, like <laughs> that kind of stuff though. Like, you know, like say like I did like a, a Puma thing, you know, um, and it didn't get sold. Yeah. I just wore it for me, you know, then it's mm. like, uh, what happens, you know, it's like, well, I didn't sell it. I just made it and I'm wearing it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't but, know. Um, Got to figure that out. Yeah. 
And that's how, like, that's literally, that's kind of where I started. So I started beating 2013, 2014. Okay. And that's when I just picked it back up. Like I learned how to bead when I was yeah. 10 from my yeah, grandma. Yeah. And then um, I picked it back up at half school when I was going to school. And it was just always something I did on the side. But at that time I was so hungry for it. Like I was so dedicated to learning again and figuring it out. And I was like, I just want people to want my work. So I was grateful for anybody that asked for it. I was like shortchanging myself, but like, I don't regret it because that was that this is a part of my journey. You know what I mean? But I never took it. I think after a while, never really took it seriously to where I would even see myself now doing it full time because I, it was just something I did on the side. And I was like, oh no, like I, this isn't my main business. I'd be working four jobs, three or four jobs, going to school. Like little did I know I had this little gem in my back pocket that I was like, oh no, no, no. It's just something I do on the side. So it wasn't until 2020. And I was like, all right, I'm going to take it serious now. Like, why not? You know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It's still something I love to do. And I think that was the other scary part is I didn't want to fall out of love with it. And so the pandemic hit. And so like I was like, all right. So I didn't really, it was still something that I did. I was just a sole proprietor, um, but still doing the same thing, just still working at however many jobs, um, just doing it on the side. So 2021, I was like, you know what? I'm dropping everything, quitting my job. I'm doing this. I'm actually doing this. Filed for my LLC paperwork. And it was by far the best decision I've ever made by taking a chance on myself and just going towards what I was passionate about. You know what I mean? And so now, but now, but I really had to kind of structure myself and I took it so seriously and I do take it so seriously to where, Hey, I am a business. I am a brand, not in a sense where, you know, I'm going to be mass producing a bunch of stuff or anything like that, but I need to take myself seriously and my worth, you know, and really kind of step up, you know, and really understand what I could provide or what I could be and what I could do by having this platform and establishing this platform. And hopefully it's just motivate other artists and native artists to do the same thing, to realize, Hey, you don't have to fall under a systematic society of colonized, you know, jobs or careers. Like you can do what you want to do and be passionate about it. And it's like, here I am. And I have, you know, six streams of income under my beadwork business and starting another business. You know what I mean? And so it's like, I take myself seriously and I take, and that's what I'm saying is I, we put blood, sweat and tears into this as artists, you know, and I choose to do it as a business, but you know, it's something I'm, that's very, very important to me. And you do kind of have, and this is what I'm saying to learn the system, to work the system, you know, having those multiple streams, how can I get what I can get? So that way I can provide more to this, that, and the third, or even it's not even providing, it's just establishing something for my family and my future. You know what I mean? And so, um, that's what we kind of have to, you know, that's what I hope to be able to pass along, especially towards the next generation or even just my own kids. Like, Hey, you don't have to rely on these systems that were put in place years and years and years ago. You can be who you want to be. And this is how you do it by staying true to yourself and who you are and what you are. You know what I mean? And it's time to start. Cause it's easy for a lot of people to say, well, you know, the government doesn't do this for, for us or, you know, you, just finding something to complain about and play the victim about, but it's like, okay, well, what are you doing? You know, how are you spending your money? How much financial literacy do you, do you engage in? Where are you putting your money every day? Where are you getting your coffee? Where are you getting your food? Where is your money going? You know, how is it benefit benefiting you or your people? You know, you're quick to complain, but look at your own actions. 
is your money circulating back into your community or are you putting all your money towards something? You know what I'm saying? So it comes down to these deeper questions and um, that's just kind of what I'm doing and learning throughout the process. And I'm enjoying the process too. I don't allow myself to burn myself out. You know, I understand my worth, like we were talking about of cutting things off when it needs to be cut off, not accepting anything and everything, you know, that all adds to it and ties to it of um, the direction I'm going in, but also loving what I do. I don't want to not love what I do and get too overwhelmed about it. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's a process, but it's fun, especially if you, you know, you're learning in the process, you know, and establishing a good sense of mental health. Like I I respect anybody who's doing what they love full time because it's not easy. (laughs) It's not easy. It's not only professionally, but it's personally, like I said, mental health is definitely challenged. You lose a lot of people in your life. And it's a good thing. It may not feel like a good thing, but it is a good thing, especially if you're focused in the direction you want to go in. But, um, but yeah, it's just, it's a journey and it's, it's, it's cheers to both you. You know, if I had a glass of champagne or, you know, the sparkling yeah, so apple cider, I would cheer you and be like, <laughs> you know, keep doing what you're doing. I'm proud of you. And um, I'm excited to see where you're going. <laughs> yeah, you as well. Uh, the feeling is mutual and, you know, you will see uh, and you'll see uh, sooner than others. So, you know, you got the you got the inside track. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's dope. Uh, yes. Well, cool. <laughs> so the title of this, put some respect on our business, put some respect on yes. our name. Oh, my God. It's not easy. It's not easy for us to get out here and do what we love because you know, we're not only getting challenged by society or looked at as, oh, you know, what are they doing? Or, you know, it's not a, they're not a doctor. They're not a lawyer. They're not a whatever. And then sometimes some of our own people, because it hasn't been done before, you know, hopefully the next decade. That last part, because it hasn't been done before. Mm -hmm. And it takes people like us. We have to bite the bullet sometimes. Anybody who's a change maker, they do things that have never been done before. Yeah. That's just, that's what it is. All these people you look up to, all these business owners, all of these leaders, all these activists, you look up to them for a reason is because they never done things before during their time period and during their generation. And they become the greats, you know what I'm saying? And otherwise you would, nobody stands out who just falls in line. You know what Ooh, I mean? Yeah. So if it was easy, everybody would do it. That's a very common common mm-hmm. phrase and it's true so it's like the ones that are doing something different those that are stepping outside of the norm i hold that much more respect for them because they are making change they are leaving an imprint they are motivating somebody who just who doesn't deserve to fall in line they are motivating somebody who actually wants to step outside the box but doesn't know how so we're encouraging other people to do the same thing you know granted we're just beadworking but it's more than just beadworking you know what i mean yeah so yeah uh random aside yeah also attached is like the part about wealth itself you know like that's the other just kind of fucked up thing in general is that like Mm -hmm. it just sucks that uh, oh i don't like to say that things suck it's unfortunate and it's uh disheartening that like here we are in our in our luxury life you know like we are working to uh really um evolve in in our in our luxury and in what we do um, as mm-hmm. valued as something of luxury and of its very uh, like deep uniqueness, you know, um, mm-hmm. and like yes, the audit like our, our our communities are historically just you know we've had so much taken away from us, 
uh, and just the one even thought about wealth. And so that's kind of like the, the, the fucked up thing, I guess that gets into it is that like, yeah, like as our prices go up, it does price us out of our communities in a sense, because of like the things that our communities have historically gone through that have Mm -hmm. um, disenfranchised us, you know? And so then that's Mm -hmm. the other part too. It's like, well, it's not my fault that the world's wealth has been developed to be devoted to the white male, the white male property owner, uh, as in land, as in people and other assets that they deem whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. and has literally taken uh, land space, labor, away from our ancestors, you know, to like where it's, it's apparent, you know, um, again, like growing up in a family that like a rancher family that has had this place in whatever organs, so they have all this money and, you know, they know about their investments and, and they know about all these other things and they're able to work, walk in ease because they have already the financial backing, the, the credit to go against all of the other things. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Of course, they're at a different place and are able to spend in a different way than our families who were like literally ripped from our different homelands, being both uh, of African descent as well as our uh, indigenous of the Americas uh, uh, descent. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then just all the other historical traumas that we know um, that are just documented to disenfranchise us and to historically exclude us. Uh, mm-hmm. and so that is kind of like the fucked up thing about it too, where they're like, oh, you just want to like sell to white people and oh, you just want to do this. And that's like, no, it's, it's not even like on us really, you know, it's a historical mm-hmm. thing. Like it, it hurts my heart that more of us natives aren't like top 1% in the like income or like more of like my, any people, like any in, you know, the BIPOC, all of that, you know. I hate mm-hmm. saying like acronym like that. <laughs> um, you know, just trying to like be quick about what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. You know, uh, uh, brr, uh, Beyonce on everything is love. You know, uh, my great great grandchildren uh, children already rich. That's a lot of brown kids on your Forbes list. You know, because yep. like we're not on the fucking Forbes list. And so yeah. like making that change and then putting a lot of establishing it so that there are are all these descendants, all these Brown people that will now be on the Forbes list because we didn't have the pathways. We were excluded from those pathways. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like, it's not our fault. Even it's like, we're working against this thing and hoping, hopefully if one's intent is uh, for, you know, uh, establishing progress within their community um, and not saying that that has to be your sole intent by any means yet a a factor in what you're doing, you know, uh, which, personally we feel because you know we love our family our community where we come from so we pay homage and honor by always working to like contribute back and or bring with right um Mm -hmm. so yeah it's just like that's again like i don't know just like kind of the catch 22 of the situation um yeah just again you have to have regard for history in itself you know like this isn't necessarily our fault and no i'm not just trying to like appeal to this audience it happens to be through time and history that yeah these populations have more access and uh time with wealth than Mm -hmm. us um yeah like we're doing it though you know Um, yeah and that's what yeah. I mean is like for those ones that those people that do want to complain or those people that do have a problem with what we're doing or want to talk about wealth or want to talk about how much we charge. It goes back to my same comment. Where are you putting your money? 
What are you supporting? You want to bring up colonization, but what clothes are you wearing? What labels are you wearing? You know what I'm saying? And it's, I'm not saying you can just completely live off black and brown businesses. Realistically, you can, but in some uniform from the bills that you pay to the computer we're looking at to whatever, yep. like those, some yep. of those things are unavoidable, but how do we use them as resources to provide, you know, wealth for our own? You know what I mean? So you can't sit here and attack someone who's actually trying to establish that in wealth and generational wealth or whatever, just making a difference when, what are you adding to it? Like, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? At least we're actually trying and trying to create something for your kids to look up to as well. You know what I mean? So it really, the question does start with us. It does start with you. How can I, how can I do better? You know, what are my values, but how am I contributing to that? How, I can't just point my finger and expect other people to contribute to that just because I feel it's right. What are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Question yourselves, question your own motives. When you get your check, where is the first thing you spend it on? But yet when you're broke, you want to com- complain at us for charging too much. You know what I mean? So it's little, it's stuff like that. Like, and I'm not trying to sit here and bash anybody. Don't get me wrong. That's not my, my intent, but just for us to make change, we have to look at ourselves and how that's all we can do is be accountable for ourselves. How do you make change by focusing on what other people are doing? You know what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like life goal is to literally be able to live a beautiful, comfortable life Mm -hmm. off of like 1% of my income. Like I want to be so successful that like, I'm able just to give to like everyone, like not everyone, like, like my family, you know, like I don't want anyone Mm -hmm. in my family to work. I want, I want, I want to, I want everything set up where everybody's landowners, we, we work in community, everybody's done, established. They have like their passive income that always comes in and we can all do our creative endeavors. At, and, and that doesn't even necessarily have to be art. You know, it's like whatever we as creators, because we are humans, we are a part of creation. We come from creator. So we are creators in ourselves, right? Like to have that space. And that's like the most gratifying thing to a soul anyways. That's, that's why so much of us or so many of us struggle with our mental health, even, you know, just like not being able uh, because, you know, we're so worried about all the other things around us, you know, all the stressors, all the bills, all the this and that, like if all that shit didn't fucking matter, then like, what would you be doing with your time to provide happiness for yourself? You know? Uh, mm-hmm. And then even like to the abuses, you know, all of the obesity and, and diabetes and addiction and all of that other stuff, you know, they're all byproducts of this, like, horrible system that you know we're in uh so yeah like you know literally like if i was given a billion dollars right now you know so much of that would go to other people i'd be like oh bitch um i'm buying all of Wallawa. um <laughs> i'm repossessing <laughs> this from all of you uh mm-hmm. and uh you know building uh infrastructure uh, for me, my family, and my people to uh, thrive in this way and to live healthy lives moving forward. And I'll be cute with my cute little 1% of that, you know, y'all can have yeah. the rest, you know, because um, it's not about like trying to be like in big mansions and do all this like, oh, being Gucci down, all the other not things like I, I honestly do not give a fuck about brands. Uh, That's one thing about me, you know, like if you look at my closet, like the only thing that I have that's a brand, anything is not anything that I purchased. It's something that would possibly, (laughs) you know, Um, I have like, you know, just like hand me down stuff. Like I have, I, some of my favorite shirts are from a giveaway, 
you know, and I rock mm-hmm. those all the time. Um, mm-hmm. Things like that, where I'm just like, I'm, I'm just not that girl. You know, I, I really haven't Same. ever been. And who knows in the future when it starts coming in for free. Yeah, I'll wear it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, um, you know, that's how it does happen. When you get to a certain level, they just start giving you shit for free. Um, yeah. Yeah. Moral is. Um, Which is so know, backwards to me. But <laughs> No. Oh, my god. So gosh. backwards. Uh, yeah, just, just that thought, you know, just that in my life goal, like, yeah, like that's why it's like trying so fucking hard, um, because I want to get there, you know, even just with my parents' house, like, you know, getting that dream, like, oh, let me buy my parents a house in the place that they want, you know, flip this house that they're currently in, get it renovated, get them the sell, get them the renter. So now it's an income stream for them, you know, and they maintain their other house, that they, yep. their, their dream house that they get to design based off my dollars, you know, cause like I got yep. it like that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and so on and so forth as it extends out. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's the difference between the poor mindset and the wealthy mindset. Being rich and being wealthy are two completely different things. You know, being rich is about money. Being wealthy is about a lifestyle. The wealthy don't think about, Oh, well, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy this. I'm gonna buy this. No, that's, that's, that's act. That's the poor mindset. You know, you can give a wealthy person a million dollars. You can give a rich person a million dollars. And when I say a rich person, that's somebody who does come from that broke mindset, who only want material things, who are criticizing what we do and, you know, have an issue about our wealth or whatever. Like the rich mindset, they're going to just blow that money on whatever, buy shoes, buy this. And even if it's for the community members, right, they can easily do, um, okay, well, I'm going to buy shoes for all these kids. Okay, but after you spend all that money, where is it at now? Now, if you look at the wealthy person, it's not about the money. Okay, it's how do I flip this money and make this money two, three, four, five, six times over? You know, what investments can I make? You know, what businesses can I open? So that way, my one million just went to two billion, and I have now nonprofit organizations for our tribal youth. I now have new buildings, I have new homes for my family. Like, no one wants to live in poverty, but it takes people who has that mindset to challenge the status quo of what has always been and actually get to understand this. It's one thing to just sit there and be bah humbug about our, about colonization. And this was taken from me and this is what I'm owed. Okay. But it's been this long. Unfortunately, we haven't gotten back. So somebody has to go out and take it back. You know what I'm saying? That's the life we live right now. So what are you doing about it? How are you learning? How are you learning to take back what you are owed, what we are owed? The system's not going to reverse anytime soon. You know, I wish it would. I wish all these people would just just give their land back, do whatever. Exactly. But that's not how (laughs) this is. And this is like we my ancestors have lived their lifetimes and other lifetimes over nothing has changed so what are we going to do about it and it takes the little baby steps of understanding how this system works how first of all your tribal government works what are the roadblocks there how are, and i still have you know ways to go on that myself yes, well first of yes, all well. reading the treaty that's the first that's that's one of the first steps you know what i'm saying and then understanding what the problems are within our community you know, the like, struggles exactly like what are you it's, it's it's baby steps as much as you want to look at the bigger picture that can be very intimidating. So it's okay. How do I first learn about this? How do I, let me watch this financial literacy video on YouTube. Let me ask Kellen, okay, well, how do you get customers? What platforms are you on? How do you get your podcast on the hair? How do I get my voice hurt? Like it's literally these baby steps. Okay. I just got paid. Am I going to go spend my money at this restaurant in town or, you know, at this, this corporation or this franchise 
No, okay, let me hold on to my money and invest into a seminar or invest into a workshop. So that way I know how to buy my own restaurant. I'm a good cook. Or let me, you know, I love books. Okay, well, let me invest in this book publishing company or let me invest or whatever. So it takes our individual, you know, choices to become better. Like I said, there's that that rich mindset and there's the wealthy mindset. And like I said, it has nothing to do with money. It has everything to do about a lifestyle. So that's what we're trying to create is just opportunity. A lot of things, a lot of the things and the problems that we have, especially within our communities, you know, is the lack of resources. That's where the problem lies. That's why a lot of things happen. That's why a lot of addictions may happen. That might be why there might be a lot of dropouts. There might be whatever, even down to the harsh realities of the unfair treatment of cops, it all comes down to what resources there are for us and what are our outlets? What are we watching? What are we engaged in? How are we spending our time? If we had a lot more resources within our communities, we'd be a lot more better off. So just allow us, the ones that are actually trying (laughs) to make this happen, (laughs) allow us to do that, support our work. And it doesn't mean that you have to buy or you have to invest. It means, hey, I know somebody who will. You know what I'm saying? It it's oh. it's really is just baby steps. So um I'm glad we had this conversation. I guess I'll yeah. put it that way because yeah. it's so hard. It's hard when you have a vision, you know, and you don't really know how to put it in words because you don't know how people are gonna understand it or if they understand it. So being able to have this conversation with you feels really good. You know, it's easy to have this conversation with anybody else but it's like when it comes to your own people and people that you know who share kind of that same vision even if it is in a different way I think that's even more exciting because because it means that means more opportunities that means more people and influencing more people to do what you're doing and what I'm doing there could be two different completely things but that's multiple resources in different ways to help even more people so and everybody wants to help people and people can sit there well you don't put your money towards this well not that I get this but they could some people may say okay, well, you don't do this or you don't do that. When in reality, it's like, it it takes time to get there. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I don't know. I guess case in point, this whole episode has been about time and about money. (laughs) So um, just just hang in there with us. And, you know, hopefully me and Kelly can, can do a lot more and, you know, anything new or innovative is, is a good thing. And I don't know. I just, I really just, I'm pro seeing other people win, I guess. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be competition. Competition is a a colonized mindset. To me, I don't have any colonized or colonized. I don't have any competition. (laughs) I don't have any competition because no one does what I do. And Kellen has zero competition either because nobody does what he does, you know? So you have to kind of be beyond that and look at the bigger picture and have that wealthy mindset and understand, Hey, this is the lifestyle I want to create, not just for myself, but for the ones that are near and dear to me. So um, keep doing what y'all are doing if you're doing anything at all, um, because your voice matters and it will show through your work. It it will sell for itself. It would influence the way, how it needs to influence. So I'm going to stop there because I just feel like I'm (laughs) just going and going. Thank you for that. And, uh, you know, affirmations for us too. Like we're going to do it. You know, we are doing it. And I'm just so excited for, you know, the future because yeah, Luckily we get to build, we're, we're, we're standing on the shoulders of, of giants, literal giants. Seriously. You know? Yeah. Um, and so this is, this is, um, ways that we started to find spark in our journey and, you know, we're chasing it down. 
Uh, and also a shout out to Daniel um, Spalding. Again, he was brought up earlier. Because um, hey, <laughs> uh, yeah, even today uh, we were on IG just chatting and it was like, you know, it's so dope how many Nimipu are out here just like fucking succeeding, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, it really is to like, and I've said this from like early in our, our whatever, like when you look to the left and you look to the right, like, you know that there are like resources right here, right there. Um, mm-hmm. and it's dope to be able to like, just be like, okay, right with here, right within the circle already. Like there's so many change makers and we're all doing our own little thing. Yeah. How awesome is it to be able to look around in your company and be like, ah, you're doing that. Go off. Like you're doing that over there. I see you, you know, mm-hmm. um, even to all the, the educated, all the doctors that we have in the tribe and you yeah. know, just all the, just all of it. It's so amazing. Uh, and so, yeah, it, it's really encouraging and, and I'm excited. Uh, yeah, just because, you know, no mercy in us, Percy, we just out here kicking ass and, um, yeah. I'm excited to see like the, the further of all of that. Uh, and yeah. to be very clear for the people with the, uh, the grad cap thing, another thing too, with <laughs> me, uh, is that, yeah, sure. I'm not, uh, taking orders however i've told everyone and i even hopefully plan on doing like an actual planned event to teach i'm always down to teach yeah if you want to do it i will i will give you the skills i will show you these are the things that you need this is the way that you do it you can do it you know so that's the other thing too where it's like okay yeah just because you can't access me by money or you know like i i i won't take your money or whatever it may be it's like also though I am giving you a traditional skill. Like I'm giving you a tool set. I, I'm offering you a tool set and you can take this thing, you know, and it doesn't even have mm-hmm. to apply to grad caps. You can then bead the rims of Converse shoes, uh, mm-hmm. caps, backpacks, wallets, you know, with this one skill, you can go out and you can make an enterprise for yourself. And it's like, yeah. oh, I'll teach you how to do it. It's like, ooh, I don't know about all that. Well, you know, uh, mm-hmm. anyways, that is kind of like my caveat <laughs> with, uh, these grad caps is like, uh, yeah, I'm not taking orders. However, I will teach you. Uh, yeah. and then it's like, okay, well then, then you see like, how bad do you want it? <laughs> exactly. Seriously. It's a lot, uh, but, um, at least you're willing to teach and not that I'm not, I am just a terrible teacher. Like I, I you would think I wouldn't be a bead worker cause I have no patience. And like, if you don't get something, I'll be like, but I just told you how to do it. Why don't you understand? Like, <laughs> and I might not say that out loud, but it's in my head. And I'm like, I don't know how to explain this. I just showed you how to do it. Like, <laughs> like the Arthur fist at your side. Seriously, I get, I'll get so frustrated because it's like, I don't know how to verbally teach. I think that's really what it is. Yeah. So I don't, so more power to you. I will invest in that, into that <laughs> workshop for you. And I will support you. But um, otherwise, I will do all your marketing. I will do all of your, I will book your venue. But like, Ew. I cannot teach like at all. Don't ever ask me to teach nothing. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yep. Oh, man. Yep. Anyway, shout out to all of our native business owners near and far. We're rooting for you. Black businesses, we're rooting for you. Indian, Asian, Latino business, we're rooting for Say you. Say keep, keep creating. Everybody for tuning in today. As always, it's a pleasure to be here with my crew, simply talking our Black Native talk like we do. There's a whole lot more for us to discuss, though, so stay locked in. We 
can check out our episodes on quantumtheorypod.com and feel free to send in any topics, questions, or small business shout outs to our socials and you might just hear us discuss it on air. Our IG handle is at quantumtheorypod and you can also find us on facebook.com backslash quantumtheory. So be kind to yourself out there, know that you're a boss, and drink plenty of water. Kotskiyapihechnu. See you next time.